But I think about this morning, we're going to talk about a season of thanksgiving. And I prayed and prayed and prayed and sought God. I even went to a lighthouse. It was awesome. We we actually took a few days and went to a lighthouse and kicked back. Had a time with Pastor Paul and Jerry and got to wake up in the morning and go out and watch the sunrise. I got to wake up in the morning. Everyone else slept. It was awesome. And it seems like it's almost a, a bummer, for lack of a better way to say it, to uh, reflect sometimes. But without reflection, you really can't really see the, the truth. You can't without reflection. I mean, the Bible talks about, you know, Paul, when he talks about looking into a mirror, he talks about that reflection that, that we see. And, and really, if you know the scripture that talks about that, Paul's saying, when I look into the reflection... I don't really see myself for who I am, but I want to. And there's someone that does, someone that sees me for who I am, and that's God. So today we're going to spend a season of reflecting this morning. And I realized that, can you bring that to the very first Slide, please. You ever get stuck? <laughs> All you got to do is stop and restart. You know, it's, you know, it's kind of like you ever want to do a day over? I mean, not that I want that. I'm just saying you ever want to do that? But life is so good. I mean, we're singing these songs, and it's so awesome to, to really think about God's amazing grace and how wonderful it truly is. And it's so so awesome to think about God has a plan for us. And how he wants to interact with us and respond to us. But we got to engage God all at the same time. We're the ones that have to look and say, all right, God, here I am. Because without that, we miss it. Or we can. Trish and I have been married over 40 years. And it's really cool. And, of course, I didn't wake up a day after we were married and say, you know, hey, I'll see you in 40 years and we'll catch up. Every day, try to catch up and interact and, and get to know each other more and more. You know, this morning, <laughs> this morning, I kid you not, I come in, that's working seamlessly, but it wasn't work. I come in and the outlet down there that always works. It's just for that, that section that sends out things. And it doesn't work. Pretty interesting. Yes. Turn to Psalms 107. Psalms 107. If you have a Bible, there might be a Bible in front of you. If not, pull out your phone, your Bible app. You know, there's a Psalms 107, verse 1, starting at verse 1. It's very interesting that there's this time when the people of God were in captivity. And there's this time that they're wandering and wondering. And there's this time that they just really don't know what to do. 
I mean, if you think about it, you know, if you, if you walk with God and you know he's there and you're kind of living life, the next thing you know it, what, what's happening is it's like God's not there anymore. And you're put into slavery per se. And probably during this time is when the people of Israel, God's people, were being held captive by the Babylonians. And then God, David, comes back and he says this. He says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemer of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. If we're redeemed, if we've come to a place where we know and have put our trust in Christ as our Savior. Can you imagine what it would be like to get out of captivity? To no longer be held captive by your past? By those things that just seem to try to take you down? I mean, here they're in the middle of being held in captivity. I can't say that life is just totally horrific. Because actually, they were assimilated into the culture. But think about that. I mean, think about, think about, you know, you have your family. You know your family. The good and the bad and the ugly, whatever, right? But think about you being removed from your family. And some of you can even relate to this. And be put into a family you don't even know. I think some probably here, without a doubt, have been adopted. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It may, hopefully it was a good thing. But still, it's strange and you wonder. And here, right in the middle of all this turmoil, he says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And let the Redeemer, the Lord, say so, whom he has redeemed from, redeemed from trouble and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, and from the north and from the south, some wandered in the desert waste, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their souls fainted within them. And they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Okay, so I don't have the videos to set this up. I don't, oh Yeah. I don't have, well, here's my point. We already know our lives. We already know where we've come from. We already know those things that try to uh, take us down and to hold us captive. We already know these things. I mean, even sitting in the room this morning, not everyone is sitting here with, with regret and dread. Some of us with praises and goodness and grace, Right? But some of us still want to hold on to the past. And that's kind of what this morning is about to start this sermon series is, you know, we need to give thanks to God, even in our past. Because if we don't, it will hold us captive. We will wander just like they wandered. And we'll just kind of like, we will, we'll never find what God really has for us until we come to a place where we are willing to open our hearts again in all areas of our past. And believe it or not, say thank you. I'm not saying thank you for abuse. I'm not saying thank you for someone that's wronged you. I'm not, I'm, I'm not even going there. I'm not saying you pretend nothing has ever happened. 
but it can't hold us captive. I mean, I got stories to tell. I could spend three hours telling you of things. Maybe not as bad as some of you, but I mean, horrific things to me. Terrible things that have happened to me in my past. I got to move on. And it just, you know, sometimes we can develop a hardened heart. Pretend it didn't happen. Or say, I'm cool. You ever do this? Oh, I'm good. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't affect me a bit. But then when you go, people go, why do you act like that? Why are you so angry? You ever have, you know what I'm saying? It's because you're still letting that past affect you, whether you want to believe it or not. And you take the songs this morning. That's why I said, you know, I don't need those videos. You take those songs this morning and you think about God's amazing grace and you think about who he is in our life and who we've engaged him to be and how he has loved us and how he has forgotten our past and how his heart is open and says, thank you. And what he has for us, no more wandering to have a thankful heart. How do you do that? How do you have a thankful heart when some of these things are still trying to hold us captive? Well, number one, in this psalm, he says, give thanks. How do you do that? He says, go back to verse one. He says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Not the person that wronged you. Not the person that hurt you. Not the incident that happened that you had no control over, but God is good. And if you're a believer in this room, you know what I mean. When when that time happens and you don't like it, I'm not saying you're sad, you're mad, you're angry. I get all that. Been there. But there's got to be a time when you look back and reflect and say, God, you are good. You have been there. You were with me. And we grow. Don't we? We grow. We grow to trust more in God. We grow closer to him. We, we maybe finally get on our knees. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. No one else. That'll never happen, guys. And this isn't the week to say this, but sometimes we're not so good. You ever, you ever been there? Where we have struck out, where we have done wrong, that's for another week. I'm going to jump to verse 6 again. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way until they reached the city. God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. Come on, he is. When we reflect back to the past and we say, I don't want to do that. What are you doing? Don't take me there. And I say, no, because if it affects you that much, you've got to take it there. Give it to God. Give him thanks for not the problem, not the bad, but where he is leading you. Because if you don't let him lead you from captivity, you're always going to be there. You're always going to be stuck. And we talked about and we've sung about God's plan for our life and that he is good. Oh, my goodness. We can't stay stuck. God gave us today. I'm, I'm serious. I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I walk out and I hear the ocean and I look and I see this, this lighthouse and the waves are crashing and the sun's coming up. 
God gave me that. He gave us this day. How can we wander? How can we doubt? I'm for real. How? We gotta, we gotta give it to him. Now listen, here's the hard part. I guess. I think it is. You can't just go click and give it to him. You know, who remembers God's will? I know we say it all the time. John 640, for this is the will of God, that he who looks upon the Son of God and believes in him shall be saved. That's his will, that we know him, that we're saved. What's his purpose? To glorify him. Here's a new one. Watch. Who, who remembers those two comments, right? Some of you haven't been here through, through some of the service. Who, who remembers us talking about God's will? Raise your hand because I don't, okay. I mean, only if you remember. If you don't remember, just sit there like this. In his purpose, God's only purpose is to glorify him. And then we said, okay, so now what do we do? How do we carry that out? It's through God's plan. And remember we talked about evangelism and, you know, you know, again, not everyone is here, so I won't go through that. But we talked about that. Well, here's the bottom line. God's will is that we be saved. And God's purpose in our life is that we glorify him. There's, there's no surprises, no second guessing. You don't got to wonder. Now, how do you work that out? God's plan for our life. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. A plans to give you a future and a hope. And then you read verse 12 and it says, Then you will seek me. Then you will find me when you get on your knees. I'm paraphrasing. And pray at that point. Thank you. Thank you for loving me, for giving me this day. Thank you even for my past that grew me, matured me. I didn't like it. Matter of fact, sometimes I hated it. I've ran three miles, chopped down 20 trees, punched out a wall. But God is good. He is good. This is Alex. This is Alex. What are you thankful for? Coffee. What? (laughs) I thought we needed a little break. You see that picture right there? To God, it'll never go away. It'll never go away. It'll never fade. What are you thankful for? Coffee. Amen? I'm with you. I am too. This is Jonathan. This is Jonathan. This is Jonathan. What are you thankful for? My parents. Another picture frozen in time. And if he was here, I probably wouldn't play it. No, I'm just kidding. They're away on vacation right now. But I want us to remember something this morning. God has not forgotten our past. Seriously. He remembers the pain. He remembers the walk. He, re- he remembers. And I know some would say, well, yeah, but the scripture says he no longer remembers and this and that. Well, you know, again, we, we don't have time for that this morning. But it's not talking about he forgets the things that have happened to us. Because he's still working them out in us. If he forgot them, he couldn't do that, could he? Did you get what I'm saying? That's important to remember. 
This is my lovely wife, Miss Trish. This is Miss Trish. What are you thankful for? Her water. I'm thankful for life. I'm thankful for everything. And I'm thankful for God's son, Jesus. And I'm thankful for God's son, Jesus. The Bible says we're justified by our words. Our words go before us. They set the course of our future. Who knew that? Just a reminder. Oh, a lot didn't maybe. That's what the Bible says. We've got to be careful of our words because when we speak them, they literally are alive and they literally set the course of our future. Think about that. What are you thankful for? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time he's ever been speechless. All right, they're all shy this morning, so I'm thankful for all the youth that are here this morning and Miss Trish, and that we can sit down and learn the Word of God and be able to be full of His grace and goodness. A picture. That will never be forgotten. They fade to us. These moments. But God never forgets them. The spirit. The Bible says. Intercedes on our behalf. For these hurts and these pains. And the good things. Not just like. Pains and hurts. Hi Josh. Tell us what you're thankful for. Um, then I'm alive. Did you hear what he said? Who can hear, who here this morning can say, I'm thankful that I'm, I'm just alive? I mean, some might say, well, I gotta, I gotta raise my hand. Some might, you know. But isn't it a, a cool place when, when you have enough trust in God, no matter where we're at in life, and, and we can still say, Thank you, God. You know what I'm saying? We're all at different places in our life. And now if Josh were here, he would understand this comment. (laughs) That's funny. Josh, he just kind of like, he meant it. I mean, not that he wouldn't, but he meant it. I'm, I'm thankful just to be alive. I'm thankful just to be here. When we step back and take a look at this world, we see beauty. We see tall mountains that reach the highest altitudes. We see great bodies of water that cover most of Earth's unsearched surface. We see deep valleys that divide one mountain from another. We see man-made inventions that are results of hard work and creativity. Above all, we see people. The most beautiful of all creation people. Yet with all this beauty in the world, we still see great sadness, vast hatred, constant war, abundant evil, unexplainable pain, poverty, division, terrorism, 
and oppression. What is there to be thankful for? We can be thankful for our health, family, friendships, freedom, home, education, clean water, food, and employment. But what about those that don't have these things? What can they be thankful for? And what if all these things we have today were taken away from us? What then would we be thankful for? Is our thankfulness based on what we have here on earth? Or is it based on something much greater than ourselves? Something eternal? Something that you don't lose when you die, but you gain. Something that cannot be taken from you because it goes on forever. Your life. That God crafted out of the love and goodness of his heart and wrapped it in a perfect and eternal purpose. That can't be compared to the pain experienced in our earthly bodies nor matched to the beauty we see in this world. We can be thankful for the breath of life that makes us the living beings we are. That we don't just walk the surface of this planet aimlessly with nothing to look forward to. But we exist to forever experience over and over again the grace, love, and joy of our Creator, Jesus Christ. Let's be thankful for everything we have here on earth. But above all, be thankful for our salvation and for what is yet to come. God's not done. He's not done with any of us. I mean, we're still here. If there's anything that holds us back or holds us in captivity, the only thing that will truly break us free of that is within our hearts to give thanksgiving to God. It's the only thing. We talked about that right there. I want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. This is the will of God. What's God's will? That we know him. That we're, we're believers. That we glorify his name, his purpose. How do we do that? Through and by thanksgiving. It's only when we can be thankful for to, him, for, to him for the good things he has done within us that we'll ever get free of anything from our past that's holding us captive. God does have a future for us. Can you imagine being held captive the rest of your life to your last breath and never giving thanks? Oh, that would be so terrible. Giving thanks is an expression of our heart to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. It's giving. It's, it's literally more than a thought. It's the physical act of not only trusting who God is and what Christ has done for us, but the physical act of saying, here is my life. That's tough. That's really tough. Giving thanks is an expression to ourselves. You ever thank yourself? No? You ever look in the mirror and go, Whoa, Tony. I did when I was 16, but I haven't done it in a long time. 
but it is an expression to ourselves because what does, what does the Bible say? What's the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength found in Mark. And the second's like it, to love your neighbor as your yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're done. For real. And it's that thanksgiving that God can put into our heart and that we allow to come out where we'll actually, for some of us, start loving ourselves instead of constantly condemning and criticizing and I'm not good enough or, you know, I I can't do it uh, well enough or whatever the case may be. And that's not everybody. I get it. But this morning is just about letting go of the past and giving God thanks and moving forward. Giving thanks to others. Oh my goodness, do you ever get a little thank you note? A little, now, I, I don't know, maybe I'm, it's me than most, but you ever find a post note on your mirror or, you understand what I'm saying? Just saying thank you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now, don't tell me your heart doesn't go, whoa. If truth were to be told, I've got a whole bunch of them in a drawer for over the last 30 years. Little notes. Why? Because God is good. I want to remember those times. For me, it's okay. (laughs) And they generate within me, though, the same. A thankful heart toward others. You know how many post notes I've left? That ain't on me, I'm just telling you. Because I know what it's like and what it does. Romans 12, 9 says this, Let love be genuine. Arbor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. And this is how, if for lack of a better way to say it, we can go into a time of thanksgiving to God. How do you do it? What does the word say about it? Well, it says to let your love be genuine. You don't have to be fake. As much as hard as that seems sometimes. You know, sometimes over our marriage, you know, I've done things that I thought would please Trish. Nothing wrong with that. But I can't tell you my heart was in it. <laughs> Who relates to that? Please, someone, because. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Because I, I get it. Not that it's even wrong. But God says, let your love be genuine. How do you do that? It says, arbor what is evil. What does that mean? Those things that have happened, those thoughts that come in, you put them away. Arbor, you discard You have no respect for them, for for lack of a better way to say it. You put them down. And then it says, how do you have genuine love? It says, then hold fast to what is good. You're in a plane. It's a storm. It falls a thousand feet. Coming back from Arizona, I hung on to that seat for it was good. So did Trish. I was not a believer then. We hit the ground. I'm telling you, it's not a story. I kissed it. Swore I'd never go into a plane, an airplane again, but I have. We need to hold on to what is good, not what is bad. Not those things that try to creep in or those things that are still holding, holding us captive. But we're to hold on to what's good. What is good? God is good. He is good. This day is good. It's awesome. <laughs> we hold on to that. Not the stuff. Not the evil, not the bad, not the people, not the... But to God. How do we have a heart of thanksgiving? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your anxieties on Him 
Because he cares for you. Casting. You know what the word casting means? It means to throw, to get rid of. To not take back. We are to cast these thoughts and these feelings and, and the things from our past or things that are holding us captive. We're to cast them out from us. Well, easier said than done, Tony. I know it is easier said than done. But I'll tell you, the only way it's done is with a heart of thanksgiving. That's why we struggle. That's why it's so hard. Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious about what? Anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. How do we have a thankful heart? How do we give thanks to God? By prayer and supplication. There is no other way. You notice where it says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You ever pray and go and be mad at God? I mean, not again, I, I think I have a couple times. You get what I mean? But, but you ever do that? You ever, you ever, you ever, you ever like try to talk to someone and you're angry at them and, and, but you love them? You know, and, and, but you're so mad, you just, you know, you know, I love you, but, ah, 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 ah. you ever do that? It don't work. I don't care how you, how you play the cards. It don't, it doesn't work. The, pe- the person doesn't go, oh, I see you're really mad, and I can really appreciate that. <laughs> don't, it don't happen. So God says, we want to have a heart of thanksgiving. We got to have a heart of thanksgiving when we pray. God, seriously, thank you. With prayers and supplication, we just, we, we, we in, a, in a sense, have a genuine love and trust for God. And even again, in the middle of a storm, or in the middle of captivity, we thank Him. And trust He will lead us and take us to a place He, He wants us to be. Isaiah 43, 18 says this, Remember not the formal things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do, not, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water to the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. God wants to give us drink. He wants to give us his word, his spirit, his love, his grace, his anointing, his empowerment. For today and for our future. It's a for real thing. He says, don't remember the old stuff. I know I've been repeating this over and over. but This is it, the last scripture for this morning. But he says, don't remember it. I'm doing a new thing. <laughs> it's a new thing. Who woke up this morning? It's a new day. It's a new thing. You don't have to be held captive. You don't have to let, you know, those thoughts and those feelings and you just don't. I really struggled growing up. A lot of us have grown up in dysfunctional families, I think. I remember having to run from home all the time, literally, so my brothers didn't pound on me or maybe for another day. 
But I want to tell you this. I got saved in my early 30s. And I remember when I was younger, to prove I was a man, I grew a mustache. Oh, I was a man. 16 years old, had this mustache, grew bigger and bigger. And I just, I'm telling you, I look in the mirror, being a little transparent here, but I look in the mirror and go, you the man. And I'd work out, you know, and I'd, you the man. I, I, I'm saved in my early 30s. About three years go by. No, 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 more than that. Anyway, some time goes by. Think about this. I'm, I'm already saved three to five years. God's grace has really given me a lot of victory from my past. And I wake up one morning, and I look in the mirror, kid you not, and it's like God said, good morning, Tony. Good morning, God. How you doing? Good. He said, uh, you can get rid of your mustache now. <laughs> yes, and I did. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, you can, you can get rid of your mustache now. You don't have to prove you're a man any longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't about the mustache, right? It was about, he was, he was just letting me know that I was still struggling a little bit in that, in that area. That I still had stuff in my past was still trying to grab me and hold me back. And that mustache, even though I didn't think about it every day, represented that I was a man. And you, you know, don't you even look at me wrong. And I did. I shaved it. After forever. I did thing forever. Ever since we met. I mean, we met when we were 16. Mustache. God is so good. And I walk out. Trish looks at me. She goes, you got a turtle lip. And seriously, I had to go. God is good. God is good. God is good. I will not let that take me down. I want to, um, I want to play this. This is a, the, the last thing we're going to do this morning, or if you will, for the sermon this morning. It's a video. I really want us to, um, it's a song. I want us to have a time of reflection. It was so awesome what Pastor Larry did this morning. I mean, this whole morning has been kind of a time of reflection. I mean, it, it, God is good. <laughs> but during this video, I, I, seriously, I want you to reflect. I want us to reflect. And if there's things that are holding you captive, I, I'm, I'm going to pray this. I'm not God. I'm not the Holy Spirit. But I know God wants us to have victory. And I know he gives us his word to do so. And he says, don't have anxiety. Give it to him. Cast our problems unto him. Allow him to search our hearts. Because we're going to go into a season of thanksgiving together in the next several weeks. And we can't even move forward if our heart's not there. So how can we be thankful if our heart's not thankful? So just a time of reflection and, and, and then we'll receive our offering. But let's have a time of reflection.
You know, if you find yourself this morning struggling some, you know, we talked about the past and captivity and these type of things. And you say, you know, Pastor Tony, I mean, wow, I mean, why did you stir this stuff up in me? Well, I prayed, number one, it wasn't me that stirred it up, but God, his word. And I want us to give thanks to God if, if in your heart you are stirred up and you are maybe remembering some things that are holding you captive from your past, and you realize that you do have a little bit of trouble really giving thanks to God, not just saying you're thankful, but giving him thanks for today, then praise him right now, because that's right where he wants us. 
That's right where he wants us. To a place where we'll go to him and celebrate his goodness and grace in our life. If you're here this morning, and I kind of know how this works, and probably most, not all, would say, well, you know, I, I, I heard that Jesus came to die for my sins, that he was crucified on a cross, that he was buried and he rose again, that God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son, that whoever shall believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it's the power of the word of God and the spirit, and only by his word that all of a sudden, that within our heart something stirs. And we know it to be true that he died for us. And our heart starts to say, thank you. But maybe we're not yet to that place where we put our trust in him. Pastor Tony, how do I know? How do I know if I've ever put my trust in Christ as my savior? The Bible says that the spirit of God reveals to us our salvation. If you're wondering if you have, you haven't. Maybe today's the day. That with a thankful heart, you'll put your trust in Jesus as your Savior. How do you know? Because he's telling you it's true. He's telling you it's true. His grace, his love, paid the sacrifice of sin once and for all for you. For this day. For a new day. This day. Would anyone here say, Tony, Pastor Tony, pause. And, and I, know, I know a lot of times we say, you know, bow your heads, and, and that's cool. Nothing wrong with that. But I just don't want to uh, take offering or receive offering until I at least ask, is there anyone this morning that would just put their hand and say, you know, pause and pray for today's the day that I know God wants me to be saved. Is there anyone in this room? Just You don't have to put it way in high, but you want me to pause? And, okay. Anyone else? Okay. Anyone else? We're going to pause and pray. God saw those two hands. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this day. For this is a day that you have made. We do rejoice and we're glad in it. And Father, we know that only you can stir the hearts of man. Only you. We can have emotions. We can have all these things. But only you can reveal to us the truth. That you are the way, the truth, and the life. Your son told us that and we believe it. For the only way to you, Father God, is through your son Jesus. And today I pray and we claim in the name of Jesus, by the power of your word and spirit, that you speak unto those that had put their hands up or maybe even that did not put their hand up. That even now they would come to a place of repentance to, to tell you they, they no longer want to live life their way but put their trust in you. As their savior. How do they know? Because you revealed it to their heart. It's the only way we can know. Otherwise it just doesn't make sense. Thank you Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. For this day. This is a new day Lord. I pray and I claim in the name of Jesus. That we will take this seriously. That we will engage you. And for many if not all of us in this room today. will say this is a new day. May, may we not live in our past, and may we give thanks in the name of Jesus. Amen.